Tuesday morning to you, Oregon. I'm Finn J.D. John, FJ at OffbeatOregon.com, and this is the Daily Offbeat Oregon Podcast. Since it is Tuesday, this is an archive show, first published as a newspaper column and podcast episode several years ago. Thanks for downloading, and I sure hope you enjoy it. When Lord George Bennett founded the little town of Bandon on the very western rim of Oregon in 1873, he must have been pining for his native Ireland. It was from Ireland that Bennett imported both the name of his new town and an ornamental shrub that would one day destroy it. The shrub's called gorse. If you've driven much along the Oregon coast, particularly in the southern part, you'll have noticed it. It's increasingly dominant as you approach Bandon, from the north or the south displacing the native salal plants with their waxy dark green leaves and bland-tasting purple berries. It's usually in the form of a chest-high gray-green mass, sometimes speckled with little yellow flowers like those of scotch broom. Its leaves are protected by a tangle of low-grade prickles like those on a thistle. But it's not for its prickles that the stuff is feared in Oregon. It's for its love of fire. Gorse is a plant that's made to burn. It's happiest in an environment that burns fiercely every few decades. When a good hot fire sweeps a hillside clean, gorse's specialty is at being the first green thing to return to the scene. Its charred-off roots start sprouting new growth as soon as things are cool again, and its seed pods lying on the ground are cracked open by the fire and soon get busy sprouting. To encourage these periodic fires and help them get hot enough to kill competing plants, gorse secretes oils in its leaves that burn like diesel fuel. Sometimes in hot weather, oil actually drips from them. In other words, gorse is a phoenix plant that yearns for its own destruction so that it can rise from the ashes and take right over, which appears to have been its plan, if a plant can be said to have a plan, on September 26th, 1936. That was the Doomsday Shrub's big day. In the 63 years that had passed since Bennett brought Gorse to Bandon, the stuff had spread everywhere. Gorse seemed to really like Bandon. Gorse hedges and thickets were all over town, and vacant lots were stuffed with it, four feet high and too thick to walk through. On this particular day, a couple slash burns from nearby logging operations were getting out of control, and a small forest fire ensued. Although the day was uncommonly dry and warm, the fire would ordinarily not have been that big a deal. It might have claimed a house or two on the edge of town, but Bandon had, as was about to become clear, a crack fire department. It should have been okay. But once the forest fire got into the gorse thickets at the edge of town, there was no stopping it. Writer Stuart Holbrook, who happened to be on the scene when it happened, describes how this worked. Quote, A stray spark would fall in a green clump of gorse near a house. An instant later, the gorse was flaming higher than the house. In another instant, the house was wholly on fire. Time and again it happened. The firefighters found that large patches of burning gorse behaved differently than did the smaller fires they were used to. Squirting water on it was like throwing water on a grease fire in the kitchen. All it did was spread flaming, oily globs everywhere. Many of the townspeople were at first reluctant to leave. They were having trouble believing they were in real danger. When the fire came over the hill and started advancing on them, though, they jammed themselves into the streets and headed for the beach. 
The Coast Guard ferried hundreds across the Coquille River to the dunes on the other side. The firefighters covered the retreat until the tires of the fire truck melted, effectively immobilizing it, and at that point, they too fled to the beach, where the townspeople with their backs to the sea knelt behind driftwood logs charred and smoking from the heat, heaping sand over them in an attempt to keep them from burning. In the end, ten people died, several of them in the act of trying to retrieve treasured objects from their houses. Out of 500 buildings and homes in Bandon, just 16 remained in salvageable condition. Today, Bandon has rebuilt itself, and enough years have passed since 1936 for the town to have reacquired an old seaside town charm. The majority of the visitors strolling through during the summer season have no idea that they're walking on land that their grandparents would have experienced as a charred wasteland. And yes, there's still gorse in Bandon. But the city code now includes strict regulations on it. It's simply become too common to eradicate. But most Bandon residents will never look at it the same way again. And they'll never quite feel the same way about their founder, Bennett, who gave the town life and nearly brought it death. This story was first published on November 21st of 2010 under the headline, Town Destroyed by Its Founder's Favorite Garden Shrub. Key sources included works by Stuart Holbrook, Bob Howard, and the Oregon Department of Forestry. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again for listening. This podcast is part of Offbeat Oregon History, a public history resource for the state we love. More info is at our hub page at offbeatoregon.com. Offbeat Oregon is a division of Pulp Lit Productions, a boutique publishing house about which more can be learned at pulp-lit.com. Speaking of which, if you enjoy listening to me, you might check out some of my audiobooks. You can find them most easily with a search for my name on audible.com. Most of them are old pulp stuff, H.P. Lovecraft, Edgar Rice Burroughs, etc., but at least two of them are offbeat Oregon history type stuff. Check them out if you're so inclined. This podcast is covered under a Creative Commons license. For details, see offbeatoregon.com cc. Our theme music is by the Atlas String Band and was written by Carmen Ficara. Listen and download more at atlasstringband.com. Questions, critiques, ideas for a future episode? Email me at fj at offbeatoregon.com. Episodes of Offbeat Organ History are uploaded around 6 a.m. every weekday, so the next one will be on your device and ready to go before you know it. Until then, go out and fill up the rest of the day with good stuff. Bye now. Bye now.